Welcome to the first live episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today we're going to be taking your questions and what they need to put them in the chat yeah, on the YouTube them, box. That's right. So is that what they need to do? Yeah. You know, yeah. we've always wanted to be able to really interact with our audience. Um, and we I usually do. During we, we do, yeah, but it's not not quite the same. A lot yeah. of people have been asking, you know, just general questions. Uh, we'll do our best. You know, we don't have every answer, um, but you know. We're going to try to answer these things and uh, see how it goes. This is fun. And it's, everyone says they can hear us, so. Perfect. Look at that. Yeah, and we are live right now. Excellent. So we're seeing the questions. All right, so we're going to answer some questions. What do you think, Father Rich? I think this is going to be a blast. <clears throat> you know, the hope is, is that we're going to do this every time we shoot. So we're on the first day of our shoot. Yeah. And this is a lot of fun. So we poured a little beverage, and we're going to have fun with our community and our patrons. A big shout-out to our patrons, our subscribers, and people who are on YouTube right now uh, You know, commenting live. Some of these questions were already submitted as, yep. as we uploaded uh, you know, the intention of our, of our feed. So <laughs> we've got some interesting questions here. And um, so if you do have some questions for us, and it could be anything related um, or not. So we're just going to kind of uh, roll with this as yeah, we go. Howard, can you try to turn up some of the volumes on our mics? They're saying it's a little bit quiet. And it and says, can we please yell? Yes, we can yell. Howard. Uh, I'm so sorry to do this to our live listeners. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it for Howard, people. <laughs> All right, so let's take this first question. This is from, uh, and I'm sorry if we mispronounce any names, we're going to do our best. Yeah. But this is from uh, Yesenia Figuero, okay? And it's, how did you guys become friends? Love your show, and you guys are so funny and informed. Thank you for all that you do. How what? did we become friends? That's the question. We became friends through the interwebs. Through the mm -hmm. webs, yeah. Yeah, and he was... Uh, uh, built this really awesome audience on Facebook and was that you Catholic or was that's you Catholic <laughs> yeah yeah and on you Catholic um, and then we worked together for a little while and then eventually became partners, business yeah. partners yeah. and now we help uh, we help uh, Catholic organizations evangelize uh, over digital mediums yeah so Ryan comes to me he's like hey man um, would you be willing to post some things on some of your pages some of the things that you've started. Uh, for the USCCB, I'm like, sure, happy to, no problem. He's like, well, where do you want any money for it? I'm like, nah, dude, don't worry about the money. He's like, well, where do you want me to send this check for two thousand dollars? I'm like, you can send that to my home address. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought, I bought a Les Paul guitar. I called it the Bishop, and I still have it. And that's how fitting is that that it was for the USCCB? Well, that's why I called it the Bishop. Yeah, that yeah. makes that yeah. makes so much sense. That's cool. really cool. Les Paul 2005, Les Paul standard faded, and yeah, yeah that was it. And then Delacrosse and I go all the way back to after his reversion. I also went through a reversion experience. We got to know each other. The first time that we met was actually at the Catholic Chancery, the, the Catholic Center in the Diocese of St. Augustine. And I was driving up with, the at the time, the vocations director, mutual friend, and Father John Tetla, who's the rector of the cathedral mm -hmm. in St. Augustine. And he's like, Rich, you, could you give uh, a talk on being open to the call to the priesthood? And I prayed, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I was just going for a dinner, really. We're going to get yeah. together with a bunch of people for dinner. And um, I gave a talk about being open to the priesthood. I was dating somebody at the time. And, like, there was probably, I don't know, like 20 people there or yeah. whatever. And uh, after the talk, I spoke about the Eucharist. Delacrosse comes up, and he says, 
bro, it's all about the Eucharist, man. <laughs> and, I'm, and like immediately, I'm like, I love this guy. So we just started hanging out like almost every week down in Flagler. You helped my my team play the Knights of Columbus yeah. in softball, and he's like, yeah. an oh, you brought him athlete. in as a ringer. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, they they were like recruiting all these XMLB players. Yeah. You know, these old New Yorkers. They were like, you know, they were pulling together all this talent. <laughs> and I had kids. Like I had like you know boys and girls in high school because yeah. I was the youth director. And now uh, we wound up pulling out the game. Delacrosse hit it over the uh, the fence <laughs> yeah. every time at bat. It was uh, fun, dude. I do have the only over the fence home run at the seminary at Boynton Beach too, as no. well. I hit the church next door, and that you know that's a that's a long distance away. It Thomas is. Moore next. Yeah. To the, yeah. Uh, After I hit it, I was like, nobody's ever going to do this here. <laughs> I can assure you. Now right, we got another question. This is from Matthew Stuber. He's a he's a good dude. We've talked to him a bunch of times on our Patreon chats. Yeah, where we do Patreon chats, we uh, our patrons. Uh, we do a live thing through Zoom, and we you know pray together, you know answer questions about the episode. They give us some good ideas for episodes. They it's do. really cool. So Matthew asks, when you go out drinking, which we do, do you address Father Rich as Father Rich or just Rich? We call him a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and some of those things are going to stay right. Yeah. right Ricky, Ricky. We call him Ricky. Dickie. Richie. No, you don't call me that. Call him Reverend Ricky Dicky Pagano. I think it's, it's, it's a blend. It's not like it's not a concentrated effort yeah. of saying like rich or rich or whatever. Because um, and, and um, if I'm even if I'm incognito, like it just comes Richie out of incognito. Comfort. Yeah, Richie Incognito. <laughs> that's another name I go by. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a concentrated thing. I no. don't think that's Father Rich mostly, but yeah. then also it's it's a lot of Richie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like family. Family calls me Richie, and uh, yeah, at the talk show we're like family. Yeah, right, Howie. He does. Howard, he, he does not like Reverend that, Ricky Dicky Pagano. Though. No, well, I do not. Those up there so I can see him. Too. Yeah, well, Father yeah. Rich is controlling that. Yeah, I've got. Oh, okay, I've got these. So do you want to pull from pull from one of these delicates? Yeah, no, I mean I'm just saying like you know. <laughs> Ryan McKenna says Ricky Dicky Pagano was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from some of our from some of our previous uh questions here, um Dragonborn asked, what your opinion on Vatican banned a lot res- restrictions on the Latin mass of all all church? My my opinion is that the Pope asked for it, and we have to be obedient, even if we don't like it, number one. Number two, um, I, I don't know what his reasons are, but I'm sure he has his reasons, and I respect that because he's a father. Yeah. He's a father to our church. I don't like it, yeah. but I, 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 I'll abide by it. Uh, it seems to me unnecessarily cruel because you do not see them going after – other liturgical, liturgical abuses. abuses. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't see them going after crazy liturgical abuses that are going in the liberal side. You don't see that. You don't say, well, the Latin right has it's one right with two mm-hmm. unique expressions. Now we want to focus on the one expression. Well, you don't see that when you're talking about like the Ambrosian right. You don't see that talking about the you know Venetian right. You don't see that talking about uh, the ordinariate. It, it seems very much to me, and this is my opinion. It seems very much to me. The post-Vatican II boomer generation of the church having a, a death gasp. It really does. They're like, look, we spent our lives trying to build this up, make this change in the church. And right as we are going into sunset, we see a lot of people returning. returning, And it feels like it's invalidating their life's work. It very much seems to me like a death row of that. Hmm. 
Now, do I think we're going to go back to Latin Mass and we're going to get some savior conservative pope? Absolutely not. But I do think that we will have something more of a blended tradition going forward when a younger generation starts to come into positions of power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, and some of the things were like, well, you, and also you can't put it in the weekly bulletin. Like, come on, that's just. Put what in the weekly bulletin? You can't put, if you have a Latin Mass at your parish, you're not allowed to list it in the, par- in the parish dumb. bulletin. It's petty. I mean, yeah, that's, that's just like that's yeah, petty. coming from a pope. Yeah, like you can't put something in a bulletin. Yeah, like what? Now, that's all. That is the most peak of ultramontanism that the pope now controls what goes in your parish bulletin. That's weird. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't know that. And I, I, that's the first I've heard of that either. Yeah. That, and that might be more of like an isolated thing to a, to a particular under a bishop. That no, that was that was from the that was from the pope. Yeah, that that, that was from the res, the response to the dubia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I, I kind of come at this very, very simply, um, and it's similar to what Delacrosse expressed. You know, the Pope sets the liturgy, yeah. Yeah. period. Yeah. I'm, I'm obedient to my bishop. My bishop's obedient to, to the Pope. And, you know, it, and out of a respect for the Holy Father and respect for my bishop, you know, I, I celebrate the universal liturgy that is, is universally promulgated by the Pope and the Holy See, mm-hmm. and... Um, What's your vow that you... you know, vow well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to celebrate the universal liturgy. Yeah. Um, I do share sentiments um, with Sheil in respect to um, the pendulum mm-hmm. swinging, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think there is an ache for tradition, and there's an ache for um, that, that beautiful... Uh, consistent practice of of the liturgy and being able to resume some of these traditions that it's are kind just of like so an rich. Vatican II stretched out so far; it's going to come back well, a little. Yeah, bit. and it's like it's and not going to go back it's to its original like shape. The, the lifeblood of my of my parish too. It's like you know we want to observe you know Christmas. You know, like we want to observe the liturgies. And I, I told people I observe Christmas. Until candle mass, yeah. and even though technically speaking, in the in the new ordo, it stops at the baptism of the Lord. Well, I I observe a longer period of time, in in respect to the tradition of the church, and I want to enter more deeply into the mystery. You're allowed to do that, and and yeah. and that's and that's the thing. And it's like, you know, we we have to have. I, I was with Cardinal Lorenzo in his um, in his uh, he he hosted a group of seminarians, and we're all speaking with him. And he's one of the more conservative liturgists that we've had in recent history. Sure, um, he's since uh, retired, and but he expressed, you know, Rich, there's a reason why the rubrics of the Roman Missal leave a lot of room for custom mm-hmm. and for you know us to be able to, you know, express our charism as a people on a subsidiarity on a local on a local level. That's very important. To the to the action and the activity of the liturgy, mm-hmm. it it there needs to be a constant state of reform. Ecclesia semper reformanda est is the church is in a constant state of reform. So this reform is always ongoing. It's a movement. It's a state of becoming, as von Balthasar would say. So that has to be expressed liturgically. So the sense that we're going through renewal, or there's a pope that's throwing in yeah. some changes, or articulating concerns, or closing down something. You know, this is what happens pastorally, but it's not it's not gonna be the end all say all until the end of time yeah. Yeah. when everything is perfected by Christ and, and all is redeemed. Francophone, he gave us he's a super chat. 
That's the first super chat we've ever What's had. What's a super chat? What is that? Right? He gave us two uh, two euros to get his question to the top of the queue. Oh, oh well, that's you pretty cool. That. Right. Two euro? Two euro. Sweet. What's right. the conversion rate on that? I mean, Probably we like just. Probably 250 <laughs> Nice. Three bucks, okay. <laughs> we can buy Howard Thanks, a beer. No. Yeah. Howard, no, Howard doesn't get anything. Howard, okay. just be quiet over there. We can <laughs> buy him a pair of socks to shove <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> so he asked, have you ever been to celebrated the Latin Mass? Um, I go to the Latin Mass regularly. I know you go. I've, I've been. Yeah, it's a little less accessible these days with me where I moved. But, um, yeah, I've been. It's beautiful. But, honestly, like. The reverence is great, but uh, my understanding of it's very uh, difficult um, because I haven't really applied myself to understanding it more and more. And I've I've gone to the Trinitine Mass years ago through formation, um, and then I actually preferred um, the Novus Ordo in Latin, celebrated ad yeah. orientum, <clears throat> and we all received communion on the tongue, kneeling down at the communion rail. When I was at Ave Maria, that was that was a, a option back then. But it was the Novus Order. It was the new. It was the new right. I saw this really interesting video. It was a video of an Elvis movie from 1965, and Elvis he's singing the song "We Come Together to Pray," and he's doing it in a Catholic church during a Catholic mass. And it's one of the few videos in high quality of the transitional liturgy between the 1962 and the 1970s. And it's the 1965 liturgy. Okay. Wow. And the 1965 liturgy. I think is very much more close to what the Second Vatican Council was hoping for. They wanted, number one, um, some parts in the vernacular, but most of it in Latin. It was celebrated, you know, ad orientum, but then like some of the parts were towards the people. It was a, it was a very good blend. And, and I think if that could ever be a compromise, yeah. That might be a way for us to get out of it. Well, I tell you, the the video that you showed me that we started to uh, yeah. th this guy that is Paul doing Youngberg, like Paul Youngberg, and yeah. his liturgical setting for the music that he he choreographed and wrote for the liturgy. That's a is exactly run. that too. Yeah. To, to and, that, and that's I think where about. we're gonna where we're gonna go. Right. And and you're seeing some of the emerging desire for it. Yeah. And I mean, look, I was born in '82. Um, I was the oldest in the community because I, I transferred in from community college. So I was like 22, 21 years old. And we were all eating it up. And, and we were studying Gregorian chant and we were studying Latin hymns and the tradition and the treasury of the church. We've got to open up that treasury. And, and we need people like Paul to express who, it. Yeah, to express yeah. it and, and to bring it to the present day. Yeah. Uh, Ryan McKenna told us that two euros is currently $2.28. Thank you. You're the man. So we got a couple of Thank super you. chats. Um, That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's really cool. That's Rail cool. artist. He said twenty bucks just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, and we're giving you our thanks just because we can. Really Thank appreciate you, man. It. That's really cool. Um, That's really cool. Uh, Silverstream, he gave us a hundred bucks, man. Wow, dude. Oh, and I think man. we should make a nice donation to the poor at your parish or something like that. Let's yeah. donate all this money. Let's yeah. Let's we're, we're gonna, gonna donate, donate this all money. this money that you guys Beautiful. yeah to some program at your thank, parish. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Uh, Silverstream says, when a Protestant comes to me and says the Blessed Virgin Mary was a sinner, what's the best way to admonish him without going into full crusader mode? <laughs> um, Put well, your sword in your sheath. Well, I think Put your a, sword into your scabbard, sir. I think a flying elbow, you know? <laughs> you know, sweep the leg, Johnny. Don't be talking <laughs> about our mama. Leg, right? Put him I mean, in a body bag. A no, yeah, put him in a body bag. Uh, I, look, I, I don't think you have to go full <laughs> mode because that... It's coming from a place of hurt, and it's coming from a very defensive place because they know, look, 
If I, the second that I submit my heart to the Virgin Mary, it's over, and I'm admitting that everything that my I built my theological castle on crumbles, right? So you can say, well, what's the best way to confront that? Say, look, any Christian, Catholic or Protestant, is meant to be like Christ in all things, and that is the number one call of any Christian. Okay, well, if we are to be like Christ in all things, Christ submitted Himself to the authority of Mary. God made man, the second person of the Trinity. Too. That's scriptural. Go, he to, submitted go to the Gospel in Luke. It's obedience. all there. And if he could submit to the obedience of Mary, God made man, the second person of the Trinity, then we can too. We can also go to her for intercession. Uh, it's scriptural. And to say that she was a sinner, okay, I think what they're saying is they're trying to deny the the dogma of the immaculate, the immaculate conception. conception. That's exactly what it but, is. But again, I think all you have to say is, look, Christ is something perfect. Mm-hmm. Nothing perfect can come from something imperfect. Yeah. Right. And and for me, you know, it's a it's an excellent question and it's very real. Like yeah. I, I'm sure that you know I don't get that anymore. But when I was when I was younger and I wasn't a priest, I would I would get those types of uh, conversational. Uh, questions and sometimes it's it's expressed in a, a spirit of accusation, right? Um, and for me, I I just think it's so important to not enter into the argumentative field of of play here. Um, I've always relied on personal testimony and and how the fruits of my relationship with Our Lady has really led me to greater devotion and communion with Christ and. And really giving it an occasion to enter into like a vulnerable conversation and just being open and 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 sharing uh, can sometimes break down some of those walls of accusation. Um, apologetic circles, and I've I've never really entered into. I'd rather just kind of get to know somebody and 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 journey with them and have a relationship because that's the only hope of really delivering a message that yeah, Mary. Uh, is most blessed among all women and and she is the highest full of, of our, grace of our great and she's the highest of our of our race and she's full of grace and she's the one crowned with stars in heaven and Jesus is like us in all things but sin and he entered into the into the womb of of Mary uh, you know and if you're full of grace there's no room for anything else you're full you're full you're complete so of all of these things are scriptural yeah. um, connotations that give you the ability to have conversation and what that means for you. And to say it respectfully, because I don't think anything is accomplished argumentatively in, in those types of combative you know, conversations. Not knowing if argu- that might not be Arguments the, sometimes do work. Every toolbox needs a hammer. But the hammer is not the tool for every job. No, you know? Yeah, and and you know when when I have to express something out of my authority or make a decision as a pastor, it, it's called for, right? Yeah. Because th- this is the congregation and the flock that I'm cared for. But when we're on the outskirts of evangelization and we're reaching out to people who may not know the fullness of Christ or the fullness of the revelation of of you know who we are as Catholics or who the Blessed Mother is, it it to use tact. And and it's just always been my style, always been my approach. You know, sensitivity can go a long way because there's also some delivery that you may push away somebody for for good, going at them like because, they're going. Yeah, because at you. Yeah. exactly. Like I don't want to bring that energy to the they, they to might, God or to the scriptures or they to might anybody. be asking for love by even saying absolutely, that, absolutely. You know? yeah. 
So, so let's try let's try to hammer through a bunch of questions sure, and get sure, caught sure, up sure. a little bit. I wanted to I, I it's a like great this one. question. Real, real quick, Spotted Stars, uh, they they donated five dollars. Oh, dude, I love that. Uh, he, they sent us the Spencer sign. Spencer is a Trappist um, uh, beer made in Massachusetts. It's I believe it's St. Joseph. I've had that before. It's a great beer. It's the only American-made. Uh, Trappist beer. This Trapp. is going up on the uh, wall as soon as we can find a place for it. Thank you very much. Uh, he asked, what are your thoughts on an episode on Catholic schools? Um, I'm the only one out of the three of us who went to a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. So, and now you're also trying to, you work with Catholic schools. Um, I worked with them. I worked with them a lot right out of the gate. Yeah. I was uh, sent to be a chaplain at one of the oldest Catholic schools in the state of Florida and one of the oldest in the country in St. Joseph Academy. Big shout out to them. You know, I, I'm a firm uh, and very proud priest when it comes to the history and legacy of Catholic education and what we've done in the world in respect to education at large and hmm. the universities, the first schools in the world, and really bringing a largely illiterate uh, group of people, you know, throughout up to forms of literacy and, and, and educating them. I think we are at a point in time where Catholic education is broken. I've heard academics express this. Um, I believe Bishop Barron even made some yeah. comments about this too. And it's, it, it's, been my, it's been firsthand my experience. And it's because of financing in all reality. You know, when you look at a subsidy for running your school that's you know costing anywhere from two hundred to three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars plus each year, and there's real no there's no assurance that your um, your teaching staff is living the Catholic faith or even knowledgeable of the Catholic faith to pass it on because we don't have religious orders anymore, and we you know we've kind of um, separated all these parochial schools. The only way, in my opinion, to save this situation is bringing schools together and building out different business models. Yeah, because we're losing a lot I, of resources I, to run our to run our schools. I serve, and on, that's what closes parishes too. Yeah, I serve on the committee for the for the diocese that I'm in on, on Catholic schools, and a lot of the ideas are pretty revolutionary because they need to be. Catholic schools are the most important important asset. I think they built Catholicism in America. Mm -hmm. I think the mandate that every parish had a school was super important. At that time. At that time. Not anymore. So there's yeah. got to be some changing models. But um, we could try to do an episode on Catholic schools. I soon. think that would be a really yeah. good I, Catholic episode. schools, shout out Sister Mary Quinlan. Uh, there's few people in this world that I respect more than her. She was my principal at my Catholic school. I think she now teaches at the seminary in Cleveland. So great, wouldn't be the man I am without her. Yeah. You know, there's no question when you have like a group of religious sisters and religious brothers yeah. or priests, and they are present in relationship with the students and educating them and being present to them. Made the difference. That's a massive, a massive thing. But we don't have the luxury of that anymore. Yeah. We don't. So because uh, the purpose of Catholic education is evangelization, right? That's but it, it creates a death spiral. It does. It creates a death spiral. It does. The less Catholic education you have, the less nuns and priests you have. Yeah. The less this, nuns and priests this you have. This totally, as you could tell, deserves like yeah, a, it really a, does. a bigger it does. treatment. So we do need to do a show. So on it. Dan Turley, I hope I got that right. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, he asked a question. This is going to be a tough question, guys. He works for the airlines, okay? Mm -hmm. And he says, What should I do when, when a uh, transgender person comes on who is clearly not of the gender that they're presenting. I don't know how to say it, right? Um, so it's obviously a biological woman as a man or vice sure, versa. Sure. 
And they say like, well, I demand that you call me sir, right? Is that really, what should he do in that situation? How can he address that situation? Well, I mean, I think you do what everybody else is doing in this situation and they just call you by your name. Mm -hmm. Like, what is your name? I will call you by your name. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I don't. Think, I don't think you let people tell you what you. Yeah, have like to that demand. That no, demand you have a like, name. I'll call you by a name, yeah. like sir, I, sir I or ma'am is a is a, it's like an honorific title. It's a formality. You know what? If I'm not comfortable with that, you know, I'm not going to say it. Right. Yeah, I, I feel the I feel the same way. I mean, you know, addressing somebody by their name with everybody. Is that everybody what they, deserves. Is that Everybody deserves respect. You yeah. know, everybody de- deserves respect. But then at the same time, like demanding, like that's me saying to anybody that I meet in a public square, like I demand you to call me reverend or I yeah. demand that you call me pastor or father. Have you ever had to deal with that? No, I mean, uh, Jeff, right? He, yeah. he has uh, people that they send emails and it's like, call me them or whatever. And he sends an email back like, hey, I see, you know, your pronouns and I respect that. But do you mind if I call you by your name? Yeah. And they all... Say yeah, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. That, that's so. I, I mean, the thing it. is, is like they're being taught yeah. that this is a way of. Well, it's forcing confrontation. Well, it's 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 forcing language upon somebody. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's forcing yeah. a language that you want them to have for you, and, and that's fine. Look, and, and like we're saying, that, that's yeah. fine. But you know what? You also have a name. Yeah, and we're and use it. yeah, and and that is re- that's respectful and reverent to the person because you want to know their yeah. name and you want to begin. And that on that level, um, and and it's true. It, and this person may be coming from a place of hurt, yeah. they and that's why they are, are. Yeah. you know, expressing themselves in that type of aggressive. Yeah, and, way. and you know, like, is he sinning by not saying, "Well, no, you are a man." I don't think so. There is some tact. I mean, in the, in the scripture, they say, "Be as wise as a serpent and as gentle as a dove." And sometimes you have to be gentle sometimes you have to be wise like a serpent and, yeah and you we're don't always have to force the confrontation no no and and it's i don't think it's a sin of omission yeah you know, like I, you're not right because that that would be the consideration is it omission you know what we're trying to do is to speak to true identity and and love and communicate love and plant seeds of love so you know coming into contact with somebody i think your your example and recommendation delacross is perfect yeah. because yeah. It's yeah. like it opens up like, hey, what's your name? Let's this start with the, that. This is the name your parents yeah. gave you. This is well, the name or it might not even be though. They probably are not going by their birth name anymore. It doesn't matter. What do you like, what do you want me to call you besides that? Maybe? No. No, I mean no, if they're they, bringing they that they up. Have, like, look, in this instance, on a plane ticket, in an email, whatever, they all have names <laughs> also. <laughs> like, why are we like getting this? Where are we going here? There is also a name. Yeah. I don't refer to you as him. You don't? Unless I'm talking to somebody else <laughs> yeah. about you. Yeah. I say he always did talking this. About me, man. He did. Of course I'm always talking about you. He's <laughs> talking so, about trash. So, but even when I talk about you, I even say Father Rich because yeah. yeah. you have a name. Yeah. Everybody has a name. It's okay to use that. Yeah. It's okay to use the name. All right. It's a great, very that, challenging, great question. Yes. Yeah. And, and we're, question. we're not afraid of tough questions here. Mm-hmm. So no. I, I appreciate the question. This is a good, this is a good one. Uh, Delacross, you want to do Sunshine 87? As a priest? Yeah. How do you address mental issues? Mental health, health, health issues, issues with parishioners? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know my answer. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your answer? <laughs> the, 
this uh, clearly we're we're gr- all of us in our own families and in society. There's a, a greater need for um, addressing mental health issues at large. Um, I I do get a number of um, families with uh, with family members or different concerns uh, regarding mental health. Um, I, w- I work a lot with uh, county officials and trying to um, address needs of our families at large. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're Catholic, non-Catholic. It's a need. It's a poverty. Um, that's what we're all uh, called to. So I try to work on that level as well as create solidarity among families that um, are struggling with particular needs. So if, if um, kids are presenting schizophrenia, for example, it's like, how can we how can we identify and then aggregate a community and put people together so that they have common support? And then obviously pastorally, I'm there to receive people when they're at the breaking point or or they're in a, a, a moment of crisis or struggle um, to receive them pastorally and to and to be present on that level. There may be need for uh, counseling, professional counseling as well. Uh, for that type of support, you know, I also um, think, but that it's it's community is, effort. Well, yeah, but I, you know, my brother has men, ish, mental health issues, as as it was as it said, but you know, like even 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 ad- addressing or even like caring for, loving, and all the things that go into it is this this guy's my brother, right? Uh, obviously, I want to be pastoral. I want to be brotherly. It's your literal. It's your real brother. It's my brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but it's a fluid thing in some cases. It's ever changing. It, it's ever changing. Yeah. It goes from one thing to another. It gets better. It gets worse. Uh, you know, addressing it um, with parishioners. If I could even like even support you in that and just say, it it for for everybody, it's different. There there are great doctors out there who are mm-hmm. Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, general, I, I I knew a priest with with mental health issues he used to come to my yeah, we house both, we both do you know yeah. he used to come to my house and, and yeah. we used to just hang out with him like, and he needed, he needed and he needed that go. support like he came out and hung out in san diego when when i was living out that's there that's it yeah you know and and but you, what i'm what i'm trying to say is like he found a doctor that helped him find a particular medicine and this is where this thing's going is that psychologist psychiatric whatever they, they're, they're prescribing medicine mm-hmm. and they're trying to find the right balance between the medicines right now, and they're the ones that are, they've got their backs against the wall right now mm-hmm. to solve this problem mm-hmm. because it's all coming up for whatever reason. And and you give medicine to some of these guys, and they just run away mm-hmm. because it's it's a horrible medicine, mm-hmm. and they're just like, this is not going to work. And so that my brother's in that category. Yeah, yeah. You look at that may be a need. You know, th- there, may, there may be a particular need for, you know, Say your mom's going through the height of, of that struggle, or we talk many many Man, times. You when, you ministered to my brother, we, uh, and we you and know, we I mean, and like we facilitate it, that. But I was I was not only present to your to your brother because this is hard. It was hard for you too. Yeah. So it's like you try to be present, and I think I think community and vulnerability. Not that it has to be become a big parish thing, but as long as there's contact and there's support, I think we're responding to the corporal works uh, yeah. Of, yeah. of mercy in that respect. Okay, um, another question here, Father Rich. Mm-hmm. This is for you. Uh, what's your dream parish? What describe your dream parish? My dream parish. This is going to sound absolutely corny, but it's Saint John Paul II where I am. Well, I, see, they're talking I, about the actual building. What would you oh, like? Oh, the building. Yeah. What would oh, you like to look oh, like? Oh, 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 oh. 
Um, so the dream, like Gaudi, right? Um, he said that beautiful architecture reflects the hands of the creator. And there are no straight lines in nature. And, you know, I've, I've researched a number of different expressions throughout uh, the history of architecture and church architecture. And church. And, but I see, I see a church that honors the traditions of architectural expression, but also very, very much open to what Gaudi was accomplishing. Not that I want to spend, you know, hundreds of years, years building a church. Yeah. To build a church. But um good guy to learn from. Yeah, he's a great guy to learn yeah. from, right? And and to be able to utilize light and nature, um, accenting like through a lens into the world and seeing uh the sky and natural lighting being shaded in the church and and you know, little vignettes and lenses to look at the world differently uh, within the church so that when you, when you encounter Christ in the Paschal Mystery and you receive him in word and sacrament, when you enter into the world and you're commissioned by the priest, your architecture and your environment is literally sending you out as an instrument to be a commissioned disciple of Christ to announce good news because you're being filled with it, and you're recognizing through the lens of the church the beautiful goodness of God that's that's blessing you. So th- that's that's what I envision. Head exploded. But, but it's it's like <laughs> and and I could I could feel it. I could see it. We've been interacting with so many different architects, which has been a lot of fun. Oh dude, I love I yeah. it, it kills me and then it brings me back to life. Like me and Father Rich get on the phone, we start talking about it like a couple of stoners. We sound like we had smoked a bunch of joints. We're like, like no bro, way. That's so awesome. We were also smoking joints. We don't, but no. Uh, okay, let's let's go through some questions real quick. Um, someone asked, um, question, this is from Carmen es- Esquivel. Question for Father Rich. What do you rec- recommend to help with the conversions for my young adult sons? Any novenas you can suggest? I'm going to jump in on this. There's a great book by our friend Brandon Vaught. It's called Return. There's oh, yeah, that is very good. There's a lot of great information on how to help your young adult to adult children come back to the church. It's great. I utilized that at the beginning of our catechetical yeah. year for our families of faith. Yeah. Great book. Can't recommend it. Mary yeah. Undo or Not if you're looking for another. Oh, there you go. That's yes. Good job, Ryan. That's I mean, excellent. There is one time I I had a big knot <laughs> and and it was like knotted up like Just four or five. Just like in your in your head. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> and so and I prayed this thing, right? Oh, it's powerful. Two days later. Yes. I stopped praying it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it just got fixed. Mm. And I was like, wow. And I stopped praying it. I probably should have prayed it. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> People, please don't take Follow through with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, I mean, God had something in store for me after <laughs> that. But, 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 like, literally in two days. Like, Same thing. When I moved out to San Diego, my heart was all bound up, man. And I, it was hard for me to leave my first parish and the school that I was working at. And yeah. I, I was just internally just in knots. Um Amazing devotion, yeah. amazing, great power. But what you mentioned is very important. Green for her. scapular too. Green scapular. You know, for, I love. Listen, the green listen, listen. This undoer, this knot that she has, might yeah. be a knot of peace that she can't obtain in her heart because of the situation. So yeah. don't pray this thinking, "Oh, my kids are going to automatically come back to the church." Pray it thinking, "My heart will be unbound mm-hmm. to the grief and the sorrow and the, these things that I, I worry myself with." 
as a mother, I can only imagine. Yeah, right? I mean, if St. Monica says anything, no mother will stop worrying about their children ever. Right. And, that, and that's, but, I think that's an important but point. But she's an and, important person to right, go to. Yeah, no, no doubt. So I'd share with you the green scapular, which is just, which is beautiful. Um, St. Rita, right? And you were consecrated you on her feast day, right? Yeah, I was. I, I was affiliated, and then I consecrated my discernment of priesthood to her yeah. uh, her intercession. I know you so well. Yeah, she's a, she's she's a powerhouse. I have a first class relic of her, um, and she's been with me ever since. So Saint Rita, amazing for marriage as well as uh, for children. You know, especially when it comes to your children's salvation. I highly recommend St. Rita and our girl, St. Monica, right. for sure. And St. Augustine has an amazing uh, intercessory value when it comes to the complex situations that our kids and the, and the next generation are struggling with in mind or heart. Uh, Augustine is a great pastor, a great bishop, and and really a great evangelist. I'd like to throw in Cachita Cabrera there as well. You know, She mm. has a true mother's heart. Bingo. Yep. I've shed some tears on her, too. Yeah, yep. man. That's a powerful place. Um, AO, have you ever thought about going to Armenia? Yes. Ooh! Armenia is the first Christian country in yes! the history of the world. They have some of the oldest churches. Yep. Armenia has incredible food, incredible history. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at the history of Armenia, I mean, they are right between you know the great steps of Russia and, and in the north and Persia and the, and the Middle East and the south, and they are just this... Incredible country, and, and they're uber Catholic. Uh, there's well, they're Armenian. Uh, the Armenian Catholics have been through a lot. Well, they're not necessarily all Catholics, but Armenians have their own quarter, even in the Holy Sepulchre. Yeah, Armenians are absolutely amazing. Would love to go there. Yeah, uh, they have one of the oldest churches in the world there. About hundred percent, we'd like to go there someday. Bucket list item for a long time. Yeah. After my reversion, somebody gave me a a cross that I wore for for an, a while, um, and the depiction and the style of the cross. The cross beam is is kind of pointed downward, which is which is traditional to the Armenian cross, and I loved that that cross. I wore it every single day until I was called to give it away. And there's a number of things I've given away on my on my journey. Um, that's one thing that I, I still carry. Like I'm like, oh, you know, I have an awesome cross that I wear around my neck every day now. You give away a lot of pistachios. Here. I do give a lot of, especially yeah. to you, especially <laughs> to you. And but yes, without a doubt, Armenia. I definitely yeah. want to go there. Are uh, you Armenian? Like that might the interest yeah. might be Armenian. Carl, um, Carlos Fernando, Wayne Abad Najar. Hope I got that right. What's your opinion on humanity generis? Many Catholics, fellow trads, seem to think evolution and creation are incompatible. I think humanity generis and empirical evidence make it clear they are compatible. What's your guys' thoughts? We've done an episode on this, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, I think they're compatible. Yeah. Um, I, th I think that evolution is reasonable, but if you don't want to believe in it, I don't care. If God thought that the the... The nature of how things came to be, whether through evolution or a very specific, you know, I think it would have been made very clear to us. Um, I do believe in a literal Adam and Eve, but I also believe in evolution. I mean, how think do I about, reconcile that? I just do. It's in nature, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah. very clear. It's, it's absolutely I mean, Think about all the things clear. we've discovered in science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And we're continuing. Like all the things that we've discovered Why do you hate in science? science? Don't hate hey, me because I believe in science. What's wrong with you, Ryan? I believe in you. I, wa- I want your salvation and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's up for the church to tell you exactly, but I think it's yeah. okay to believe in evolution or not. I, I personally yeah. believe in evolution, but I don't... But, but some people take... You're not going science. to hell for it, I don't think. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when everything is evolving, when everything is becoming, when, when we are continuing to discover and the mystery is being unveiled... And you know the the veil of death is before us, and it, and it will be removed from our eyes by the power of Christ and His victory over death. You know, like all of these things, we're we're in a state of movement. We're in a state of becoming, and there's constant changes and challenges that that we're facing. So, you know, for me, I I too, I, I believe in evolution. It was first proposed by a priest. You believe? I believe, Ryan. <laughs> I believe in science, and I believe in Jesus. <laughs> and and you know we're and he's the one who's shepherding this journey, man. Like I'm I'm gonna continue to follow him and continue to evolve myself. I don't think this is a very satisfying answer to a lot of people, but ultimately I don't care. Mm. I don't really care. Well, who's gonna you, you like? I don't care. You can't. But yeah, but you can't. Uh, you can't speak from a sense of absolutism. Like you you can't speak yeah. absolutely toward yeah. the mystery. Yeah, uh, well, like what I'm saying is. I got more than enough to worry about with the people around me, the problems of this world, the poor people dying in the cold, um, the people that I need to take care of, the stuff that's in front of me every day to worry about me. Uh, evolution. Like, you know, it's Ryan Delacross <laughs> carrying him around, you know, the little child baby. I'm heavy. I think it's I think it's fascinating though, and and I think it's worthy of investment of intellect and and studying. And, and, you, and you know and, that I do that. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't care, and I know that's not a great answer. It's it's not the highest. I don't think it's the highest priority. It's, that's what I mean. No, it's not the highest priority. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, someone asked who our favorite saints are. We've done a full episode on that. Check it out. Yeah. That episode didn't do very good, which you know I thought it would have done there. well. Maybe it was just a bad thumbnail. I don't Padre know. Padre Pio, we're coming out with an episode just on him soon. Yeah, we're going to try to. Um, so, so, Lucianne try to get Galling yeah, said, is hearing the rosary prayer from apps equal to praying the rosary? Um, wow, that's such a great question, given the last four or five that we've had. Like, yeah. we can answer this one relatively easy. What do you think? <laughs> well, if you're if you're if if it's noise, no. If... If you're prayerfully entering into the and audible, meditating and yes, cons- yeah, 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 it's a good. That's a good answer. Next question. That's great. <laughs> um, could you guys do a show on Saint Louis de Montfort? It's coming. Yeah. So we're definitely because, going to do that because of your comment, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew. Thank you for bringing that up because that yeah. that generated conversation before we even started the show. Ao said that they are Armenian and Mexican. So oh, that's awesome! Shout out. Who is the one who asked about if we'd ever? We got to set up a trip, man. Yeah. Awesome. A uh, lot of love to Armenia and a lot of love to Mexico. Viva Mexico. Let's see here. Uh, do you guys believe in the Big Bang? I think it's a follow-up. Yes, I do. I do too. Uh, Katrina, gentlemen, we asked our Blessed Mother and the saints to pray for us. When do you personally ask for intercession compared to praying to Jesus directly? When do you guys say, I'm going to take this to the saints and Mama Mary versus, well, I'm taking this right to the man? I you're mean, taking it to the man when you're asking for intercession. Yeah, it's as a, long as that that those people that you're asking for intercession take it to Jesus, yep. you're going to Jesus. I know you're just I, bringing I, a party with you. I, I think that's that's the right answer, but I think what she's saying is like 
probably the more practical, like, when do you say, you know, oh, my Jesus, or, you know... Oh, when do you say a prayer to Jesus? Yeah. Well, you should always do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and I think everything is through Christ our Lord. Like, literally, every every type of Into devotional prayer. prayer to any of the intercessions of any saint or, or devotion is through Christ our Lord. Um I even put it into the memorare, like through you know through Christ our, our Lord. So, you know, I I think um, just like any father, God our heavenly Father wants us to be one. Jesus expressed it, and turning to the intercession of the saints with your devotion and your your intentions, and turning to the Father through Jesus Christ is exactly. <laughs> exactly what God is doing. That's why the church is encouraging the practice of, of the intercession of the saints mm-hmm. um, and and being absolutely uh, generous in, in calling down the intercession on saints. It's like when I prepare for preaching, I'm asking every type of anointed preacher that I know of and every preacher that I don't know of to help me communicate the message of the gospel. Okay. Uh, we have another question here. Um, did Jesus carry the whole cross beam or only the cross? We did an episode on that. Mm-hmm. Check that out. It's the science of the crucifixion. That was a really that's good episode. Excellent show. Really, yeah, really that's enjoyed really doing that show. one. Um, a question from uh, D. Villafane. I, I don't know if you're a man or a woman, so I take this answer. Dating and finding a spouse as a Catholic, where to begin and how to keep true to our faith? Catholic Re- match. Oh, well, stop. The <laughs> first thing I would say is, Catholic Gentlemen, that's another Catholic YouTube channel. They did a really great episode on yeah. dating. It's really geared more towards men, not towards women. So, it, you know, take man, that for what it is. But yeah. I think the advice works in either way. But as far as dating, you know, it's really discernment. Dating is not hookup culture. Dating is not getting a notch. Dating is not trying to find the best option. It's discernment. You know, yeah. it's, it's the same thing that Father Rich, when he was going through... Um, you know, the sermon of the priesthood, you should be treating dating the same way. Yeah, and, and you should be praying for your future spouse yeah. and asking God to reveal this person to you should, if it's his will, that you be married, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. marriage is, it's very similar to the vocation of the priesthood, you know? Not not in a sense where, you know, your function in the church is the same, but in, insofar as you're you're discerning this, just like you said, it's a very yeah. important thing. And that's why you know we've we've designed we have a slide deck for it. We've designed a, a slide deck. You know, you remember that the sounds discernment, really cool. Discernment dot life. Do you just like? Cl- oh could, yeah. yeah. And, I, yeah. and I, I mean, like the whole premise, the whole premise of our work. This was a number of summers ago. We we chose to we whiteboarded a number of different <laughs> concepts. Ryan's and, leading to go get a beer. <laughs> Do you need one? Um, and yeah, if, look, if any of you I'll guys are out there, you know, have a drink with us. It's fine. Yeah, Rhino, you could grab me one. Um, but yeah, the whole premise of of it is to to assist people with discernment principles, so that their life could be built on in an approach where they're employing discernment techniques that have been uh, really pastorally driven into the church for the past two thousand years. Living life in the form of discernment gives you a sense that God has a vocation uniquely for you to become holy. Now, whether that's priesthood, religious life, the single life, the diaconate, the, uh, you know, uh, married life, whatever it is, 
it's it's a call to holiness. And and in any respect, it's like I'm willing to sacrifice anything to become holy. So pray for that program that we that we've been kind of uh, sitting on for a little while. We just need time and, and some resources to be able to get it off the ground. But I've been talking with some people here. We may we may be able to to do that in the in the near future. What was that again? I went to go get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I think some good some good dating advice though is you know be chaste. Pray for the people you're dating. Yeah. Recognize situations and go into dating really not looking as at, a calling. As a calling and as a not, discernment. But don't go at every first date and be like, hmm. Well, yeah, how don't am I do marry that. This what person? do you no. think about the trad statement that the Pope put out? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not good first date. I mean, be, be natural. You know, uh, find people. I mean, God made people attractive to other people. You know, whether it's their personality or their looks for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Those are things that are natural to us. So don't be afraid of those. It's not. You know, you're not going to hell for thinking this girl's pretty or this guy's a good-looking dude. Yeah. That's not the point. But that's not the only thing that you want out of a person. So make sure that you're you're looking at them because, look, everyone's looks fade. You know, Father Rich is going to look like a old catcher's mitt within the next 10 years, and it's okay. He's taking <laughs> collagen, though. <Yeah>. Wait, <laughs> I just learned about collagen today. Uh, someone asked, what are some of our favorite other, like, you know, YouTube Catholic people and people that we like? I know who you listen to every day. <laughs> no, last night. Well, who who's that? What's the guy's name? Fluffy? Oh no. No, 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 no. They're talking about Catholic. Oh, oh, Catholic guys? Yeah, we're not talking about Jeffy. Who do I watch? <laughs> I like Matt oh, Frad. Frad's good. Those are really good yeah, Frad, conversations. Frad's great. Um Frad's great. I like you know, those I guys who gave us a shout out. I watched one of those uh shows. I uh, do you remember the show? Was it Catholic Man Show? Maybe. I like Catholic Gentleman. That's cool. a good show. Catholic Gentleman, hundred percent. It's a good show. Uh, just a guy in the pew. Uh, yeah. John Edwards. Oh, who was great. the guy that we had on from Catholic Answers? I love that guy. Oh, Jimmy Aiken. Jimmy Aiken. Jimmy Aiken's, Jimmy Aiken's good. awesome. Yes. Yeah. He's Trent Horns really, really Trent good Horns, too. Freaking awesome. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. I'm trying. Um, look, I, I mean. Ryan, would you admit that you watch <laughs> Voris and, and uh, I, what's it said, uh, Dr. He gets Taylor sucked Marshall into, too? You get I, sucked into it. Not as not probably recently, though, right? No, man. I No, like, man. Like when the whole crisis broke out and all those memes were out and it's like Michael Voris was right. You know, like those were like the funniest <laughs> daggum things. They're interesting. I, you know, I didn't, you know, take well, you know, I mean, I think, I think what he does is he provides the church a service by holding people accountable where... They can get into clericalism, and you know, and and uh, you know, uh, you know, at some point, somebody has to hold them accountable. Which, in their order of holiness, you know, it's yeah. hard for a lot of people. So, uh, outside of that, no, I, I mean, I, Brian I, I listen to more pretty good too. I like him. Yes, he's a good. He's dude really too. good. I, I listen to more like theological, like more uplifting stuff. I mean, you yeah, know, really, myself. the only. I mean, I I don't have a, a ton of time to. Um, yeah, you're not YouTubing. I'm not YouTubing. Unless you're, like, making stuff. <laughs> but I'll tell you who I do. I, I, uh, Bishop Barron. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, love, love Bishop Barron. Um, so probably a majority of his stuff. Um, the Augustine Institute. I, I like a lot of their material, too. Ted Sree's um, really good. Yeah. Ed Sree? Is it Ed Sree or Ted, Ted Sree? There's, a, there's, a, there's one professor that I that I listen to quite a bit. Um, uh, Ber- Bergsma? Bergsma? Yeah, so th- that and then... Um, like him. Yeah, that's probably that's probably basically it. I think. Um, we don't we don't watch anybody but ourselves after <laughs> we make these things. <laughs> you know, so I've got one from Chris, and Chris has a beer as his. Uh, so cheers, cheers to Chris. Chris. 
And he said, if only God is capable of forgiving our sins, not priests or popes, according to the Bible, then why have confession? So, Chris, you know, I'm I'm kind of presuming that you haven't read John chapter 20, verse 19 through 23. You sound like a Baptist right now. Because it's... <laughs> It is right there, brother. I'm opening up my Bible. I'm going to open up my Bible. John 23. You need to look at John 23, man. So you got to, man. You got to. Because let me tell hold you. On, hold on. Hold on. Let's get some praise music on. <laughs> let uh, me tell you, though. Uh. There is nothing more beautiful than fulfilling what Jesus instituted. Uh, one is a priest. But even more importantly, we were talking about it yesterday, and going to confession. Like That's right. going to confession and burying your soul and manifesting your conscience and actively repenting from your sins that you commit, scripturally speaking, you know, more than seven times a day for those who are righteous, you know, so important to realize what Jesus has left with his church and for the work that we do for one another based in the sacramental church. So something that has been celebrated from the very beginning. Would you just read the passage? When Jesus, <laughs> when Jesus breathed on the apostles and expressed to them, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Jesus is sending the apostles to do what? He said this, receive the Holy Spirit. He's sending the apostles. He's sending the successors of the apostles and all these priests for 2,000 years, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. There's nothing more clear scripturally, but can I say like 2,000 years of this work plus being done from the time that this, you know, scripture, you know, was fulfilled in Jesus breathing on the apostles from that moment until now, the action of mercy instituted by Christ in the sacrament of confession, has been celebrated faithfully for 2,000-plus years. That's a big breath. It is? Yeah. That's a ruach. A ruach. A ruach. <laughs> that's right. That's, I that's, don't know. Uh, Someone asked, is that Ice House beer? No, we are drinking. <laughs> we got Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. You were drinking go-to. something else. One what of my it? favorite breweries, Victory uh, Brewery. They're out of Michigan. Yeah. And this is the Sour Monkey Triple. Sour, I had a sip. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's really. They good. also do the Golden Monkey, which is like um, a Trappist style. Belgian, yeah, it's Golden very good, very strong. Monkey. And then we got uh, Baker's Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And shout out Eric the, Myers. Shout and out Eric, Eric Myers. Myers is listening right now. Talk about Eric Myers. Eric's on. Nice. Yeah, Eric. Is he really? Yeah. Awesome. What's he's up, the one Eric? Who, he's the one who asked if that was Ice House. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Eric, the Commander. Welcome home. He's home now, right? He, well, yeah, he's home. Good. Western Catholic goes. I'm really <laughs> Natty Ice is purgatory. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> but they got Especially lime the cans. Of it. Lime I used to like drink bottles. a lot of Natty Ice, yes, man, because that stuff was cheap and it would, you know. Um, no, that was Keystone. Sorry. <laughs> oh, someone else said we'd like to see you have Keith Nestor on. We've had Keith on. Keith's yeah. a great guy. Yeah, Keith's yeah. excellent. Yeah, very good. And I, he and looks I like bought- Tony Romo. He does, he does look like Tony Romo. Yeah, absolutely. I, I bought his book and I gave it to all of my RCIA candidates uh, as well. Yeah, man. he's a good good guy. Shout out him, man. I like his material too. Brian McHan says that Father Mike isn't Father Rich. Ooh, yes. first time it was spoken. I the like ruah. It. I like the ruah <laughs> of Michael Smith. Okay, look, 
I don't know. I, I'm going to put this out there. Look, if I can arrange it, and it, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I've spent... He's already the, said he wanted on, to be on the on. show. I'm not saying that I've spent the last two and a half years trying to create contention between Father he Rich totally and Father Mike. He totally is, Mike. man. No, to be no, able to create a is. boxing match of priests and put it on It was really over. Howard's Gosh. mastermind. Okay, I'm not saying Howard. that that's what I've been doing, but if I did do that, or if I have been doing that, and Father Rich and Father Mike were in a box, <laughs> would you buy the pay-per-view? UPC. Right? United U- Priests <laughs> Championship. <laughs> so Timothy Holman has a really interesting uh, question here. I'm really drawn to Orthodox prayer life and am overwhelmed by the amount of Western devotions that exist. How should I, a Western Catholic go about developing a prayer rule? What you're What's do- a prayer rule? Well, a rule of prayer. Like, you know, like... Um, all of the rules, like the Benedictine rule or the Augustinian, like okay. uh, it's kind of like a, a rule of you life, start like with one of those. Well, not, not I think, necessarily you have to discern it. Well, yeah, oh, okay. and, and I think Timothy, I think you're doing that already, bro. Like it sounds like you're yeah. exploring, and you're still in that exploration stage. We do want to develop this discernment.life platform because we want to be able to mm. exhaustively cover yeah. every type of charism in the Catholic Church because we need it. Yeah. And and utilizing a platform like that or just researching yourself what you're doing, you're going to be able to find where your your heart finds rest and where you come to certain encounters with God. So just like a bee going into a flower and drawing from that nectar, drawing from that pollen, you want to be able to draw and draw fully as best as you can and continue to return until you've exhausted that source and then move on to the next and realize that in the in the in the progression that linear progression of your spiritual journey God is with you kind of encouraging you to open yourself up to the universality of the charisms of the church and and I love the fact that you're already discerning all of that and and entering into these different uh, charismatic deposits within Orthodox tradition as well as the Western. You church. got good problems, bro. Yeah, yeah, great problems. To have. <laughs> great problems to have. But it's I feel this pain though because there's not a lot of Jose Maria Escriva, total master. Right. Mm-hmm. One of his advices was: Look, there's so many. Pick one and stick to it. Start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Start with one, and then and then don't try to drink yeah, from the don't, fire. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great good. point. So I point. for me, I started with. Carmelite spirituality. Mm -hmm. Got sucked in. I loved it. Absolutely. I thought I was going to be a Carmelite. Then I got sucked into the Franciscan spirituality. And I and went through my closet. I gave everything away. I was confused. You know, and I was I was on a journey. You know, like it was it was it was a journey of a spiritual encounter, realizing what poverty was about and that's right. And detachment and all that. And then realizing from St. Francis in the paternal home in Assisi that there are no two flowers alike. Bloom where you're grown. When Francis said that in a biography I read, I'm like, got it. Came yeah. back. Then I got into Ignatian spirituality, and I've been Ignatian ever since. Not that I I don't use other types of spiritualities in different settings, but I'm I'm very much uh, you know Jesuit in spirit for sure, and and Ignatian. I yeah, love I love I, the Ignatian spirituality. So. <laughs> you guys. Jesuits are good. My cousins are Jesuit. They're good guys. Oh man, no. they get a lot of bad rap. Because I tell you what, their discernment of, um... of spirits and their lexio approach and the application of senses and I mean, just phenomenal. The exercises, the thirty day. I, I can't wait to do my thirty day. I love, I love the way you talk about it. Like 
you know, you're at 31 flavors over here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Jennifer Delacroix says, tell daddy I love him. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, no, like Jennifer. No, look, look either, that that's from, either that's from one of your kids or you and Jen got a wild relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer. Keep it clean. Jennifer. <laughs> Hey, Daddy. Hey, like, Daddy. Wow. That's got to be Ava. Oh, she poppy. Ava's like the the, the control freak <laughs> with the device. It was Ava. Hey, Ava. Hi. Hey, Ava. Um, let's see. What else we got here? I miss you. Uh, we only, we're going a little bit. How you guys doing on energy? You guys feeling all right? Oh, I feel great. I'm loving yeah. this. Okay. I mean, just imagine. Um, is there anybody that we've wanted to have on the show who wouldn't have come on? <laughs> no, I don't Pope think anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, no one's turned us down that we asked. You know who I'd love to have on the show? Who's that? So and and this is this is uh, Father Spitzer was like that was a major. He's great. That's Dude, another person that, to watch on YouTube. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe we didn't say Spitzer anything before. with that guy. The fact that we got Spitzer on the show was huge, man. So here's, for me, like personally, like that was like but he's I always can't been. Even, but here's the irish He's such a every beautiful ass. guy. Do you want to hear the irony? Gene Jacoby, like amazing yeah. woman. Yeah. The, the Spitzer, the, the Spitzer irony is that the Catholic talk show has a lot to do with its founding. To us not going to see Father Spitzer speak. <laughs> we were at a conference where he was speaking, That's and me right. and Ryan are like, please don't give this away. I'm giving away. Me and Ryan are like, you guys want to go have a, you go have a smoke and have a drink? We're like, yeah, I don't feel like You want to smoke and a pancake? So I'm like, I don't feel like going through another session. And it was Father Spitzer. We're like, I've seen this stuff a million times. Let's get That's it. so terrible. It was probably so we went, awesome, too. So, so we so went terrible. out to the terrace, and we just started you know, smoking and drinking. And then it ended up like, dude, we should do a podcast, bro. Yeah. And then you turn around and you go, <laughs> Not unless we have Father Rich. <laughs> it was like almost gangster the way you said that. It was pretty funny. I know. I look. I, I, I know you got to have some, you know, bimbo. Well, it takes candy. all of us, right? You That's know? right. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Someone asked, "Does Father Rich get hit on a lot, and how does he deal with it?" By men or women? <laughs> um, not. I mean, not since I I've got like wrinkles on my head and uh, I, I you know me. college i'm gonna start using uh, college and i might have to, to get people to hit on you yeah why not really why not great. yeah i feel good about no, myself you gotta go like uh i th- th- i do love the collagen idea but <laughs> um it's happened it's it's flat it's flattering um but it's really like um it's not <laughs> i don't know how to answer that um what's the question do you get hit on a lot, and how do you deal with it? Because I think what they're saying is like, does it, it does it donkey up with your spirituality? Sometimes, like sometimes it's it's a, you know it's a str- it's an offering, man. Like it's a sacrifice. So and I'm still a man, so I'm you know I'm a hot blooded Italian, very ordered toward uh, you know what God. men are ordered to God God yeah. you know, um, <laughs> but you know sometimes sometimes it's challenging. Um, in all reality, it's it's Christ, man. Like he. He has invited me very humbly and gently to celibacy. And he said, come follow me. And after he said that to me in prayer, bro, I'm following him. But I'm still the same guy. Like, I, you know, like you, <laughs> you know, if you talk to people I grew up with, like, I'm still the same. I'm still the same guy. What are you? What are but you, I'm still Richie. Hey, Pagano. hello, Richie Pagano. Hand- I mean, my, my, my senior superlative was biggest flirt. Like, I, you know, 
that was my that was my life. I was like the rabbi of my high school. I would set up these guys because I knew all the girls, and the, like they say, "Hey, Richie, could you set me up with so and so?" Look, the Hamdalorian and- said. Look, for advice for people hitting on Father Rich, if you ain't a golf dad or a lumberjack, you ain't got a chance anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Pam posts a lot of hilarious stuff. That oh, is on our con- so on pages funny. And feeds. That uh, is so funny. We really That's appreciate hilarious. like people like that who go yeah, on Yeah, man. And he posts all kinds of fun You're stuff. You're part of the family. That's, That's awesome. It. Got a good sense of humor. I hope I answered that question. I remember we were in L.A. and that girl gave Father Rich the number. He's like, she comes up, she's like, oh, ah. dude, that was crazy. Yeah, we were like, oh, you, you dude's so handsome. He'd take his number. I'm like, Eve, I, I'm just going to let you know he's a priest. She's like, I didn't care. <laughs> so we're like, no, I ripped, he, I ripped off he, the last he did, two numbers. He, look, it to him. I'm like, he looked at me directly in the eye, and he just ripped it off right in front of my face. No, I ripped off the last two numbers. I'm like, look, if you're bad enough. You're, you're so funny, dude. To go through 99 numbers, go ahead. But I don't think you have that kind of. <laughs> Uh, is is there a patron saint for skateboarding? Not that I know of. Cause, oh, that's pretty cool. But I would say maybe... Um, Carlo Acutis, man. If, if I don't know if Carlo skated. I uh, mean, he'd probably be the only one that... I would say St. Sebastian. He had a patron saint of athletes. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's why my brother chose St. Sebastian uh, for I would his also confirmation say St. Simon Stylites because he stood balanced on top of those... on the. On the towers yeah. for so long. That's a great now, I, like I don't that. think there's an official like one, that. but those are ones that you might yeah. want to look at. I Saint bet you Carlo, Carlo may have, sk- that's, Carlo that's may have awesome. skated. He he gamed. He played yeah. video <laughs> games. He Someone, skated. Yeah, he just, may. I, I bet you he did. He probably did. Someone just posted online. They're like, I just found out. And this is from a younger guy. He's like, I just found out that I talked, you know, smack to <laughs> Blessed Carlos. On a, no, on, he did. Yeah, on on um like a battlefront or something like that. Playing a game. Yeah, playing a game. He's like, he's like, yeah, whatever. Your mom. And he's like, he found out. <laughs> then he said it to Blessed Carlo Acutis. And he's like, dude, I'm getting like five thousand years saint. in purgatory. Oh no. <laughs> he's dude. He blew up my Paris this year. Carlo Acutis, guy's a powerhouse, man. K. Dot Hollington. Hey Pagano, how you been feeling? You're out for a few days. I'm feeling much better. Thanks be to God. And why were you out? I was feeling sick. He had, he had the six. Yeah, the Rona. I, I had the my Rona. He had the coronavirus. <laughs> I did, yeah. but I have survived. That's it. Thanks be to God. Has Our Lady appeared in apparitions in every continent? Uh, not Antarctica that I know of. Our Lady of Antarctica. Well, know. there's no people there, so why would she want to appear? We're well, talking we, about private revelation. Yeah. Though. We don't know. I mean, it, it's possible. If two Catholics are about, this is from Eli Computer, if two Catholics are to get married, and one is from an Eastern Rite, and one's Western Rite, I'm assuming, how should they discern oh, which church to get married in and which church to raise their children? So if it's an Eastern Catholic, like a Byzantine, and a, or a Ruthenian, and then a Latin Catholic, which one do you go to? That's, that's pretty tough. Yeah, I think more traditionally, it would, if, if, if it would, um, if the faith needs to pass down through the father, so if it's if it's Eastern right, I would I would recommend going in that direction. That um, makes sense. Order. That, yeah, and 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 it's it's also called for by those particular Catholic rites. I told my sister, father's teeth were real and they're magnificent. Is that what she thought? That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout out to Jody, Jody Fagman. 
that was a funny comment. That was a great episode. No, it was cool. Yeah, yeah a lot of people commented like the on that episode. Comment episode. It was yeah, great. yeah. They they really people really liked that one. Uh, Elena Ramirez, that's very sweet that you said that. Thank you. Hey, for you Bart Airman people, we don't know who he is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah we we started looking up who Bart Airman. I we're we're gonna have to take Seems a closer like a look. Textual scholar for something. John, thank you for your prayers. Richard, still the same guy. People want us to fix the clock. They think that we can just put batteries in it. We've tried. <laughs> I know. It's, 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 it's just broken. not working. Yeah. I guess there's not going to be another Pius. Because, I mean, the batteries. Oh, don't say that. Pius the, the 13th. Get, I want John Paul the third, John Paul the fourth, John Paul the fifth. I want 12 John Pauls. I want Pope Paul the sixth, the second. Yeah. <laughs> Only if Delacrosse becomes <clears throat> the Pope. Uh, K. Howlington, is this your actual house in Florida? Hey, Kate, dude, I, lo I love you, bro. He's one of my parishioners. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say whether or not because then people will come here knocking on the door asking to drink Howard's come beer. Come and knock on my door. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Farley. Farley. What's his name? Farley? Communion Farley. on Farley. the tongue or the hand. Your thoughts, guys. Paul tongue. Madigan. Paul Madigan. Tongue. 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 I'm okay with the hand. No though. need to touch it. Him. Yeah. I think it's a more efficient system, a more reverent system. What I love about it, because me, get your hand off me. Because right. he's a hand guy. He's a hand guy. He's touching. So him. <laughs> listen to me. Oh gosh. So you know, here's the thing. It's like, what's more filthy? Tongue. And it's I'm talking about like spirit. Well, you're a germaphobe too. No, and no, I'm, I know no, what no, no, no. But what, what, what you know, and people, people will go, you know, well, it's more. No, like there's nothing more filthy of the human person than the 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 spiritual reality of peace, people's gossip. I'm gonna lick your the, face tonight, and it's boy. not even about that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm gonna it's lick your face. He's gonna be disgusted. That. I'm gonna love it. I think I think the the fact that that you know I don't have to worry as a as a priest with the blessed sacrament. That somebody's going to take Jesus in their hands and walk away and improperly treat him, which I've seen before, and I, all of us have. That's what I'm concerned about, and the fact that people have time to kneel reverently and receive the Eucharist on their tongue is the most beautiful way to receive communion, I think. And did you think he was going? Did you think I was going in that direction? I, I didn't. You were going you in the hand direction. I just don't you like all hands. I don't like the argument of like people saying that you know that I am more reverent. Like I'm personally am more reverent that I'd receive on my tongue. No, like dude, oh, the no. the most sinful part of your body is your tongue. St. James expresses that. Like that's the most sinful part of your body. But that's exactly where I Jesus. Just, goes. You know where I'm coming from when I say tongue. I'm coming from like. Yeah, I'm I don't want receiving wanna... them, and I'm just like I'm just like I'm picking them up with my fingers, and 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 you know what? Like, there's beautiful, uh, reverent uh, saints that say, "Hold the throne, like make a throne for him mm -hmm. in your hands," and I'm okay with that. I think like, the I'm best not... way to receive the Eucharist is the way that you're going to reverence it the most. And get why to does heaven. it? Yeah, why does it have to be polemic? Yeah, why and, does it have to be and like? It doesn't, oh, you yeah, have to be hand. that. I, I, what I would... Who cares? I like it in the tongue. It's like. Uh, uh, Oh, and and either either way, but the, but the stands, spirit is, is reverence, like, and the spirit is is posture and reverence, 
And I do hope we go back to uh, communion rails. I do hope that because it's just hey, I don't have a church, bro. Like I have a hall. (laughs) Contribute to the capital campaign, Double Cross. Lady told told you like a year ago she was gonna buy. Hey, contribute to the campaign. Help us put those dollars up for Nealers in his parish. There's no room for Nealers right now. There are, yeah, it's not. There are no, it's a multi-purpose. It's gotta be. It's a multi-purpose. Uh, Listen, Brian, Brian, I had to, hold I, on, hold on. I'm gonna cut this off because you guys are about to do another. You're question. about to lick his Sorry. face and you're about to fight. <laughs> uh, Brian McCann, no thank you, Father Rich, for your prayers. Brian to McCann, our, thank you for your prayers to Our Lady of Leche for me and my wife. It worked, and we are blessed to be expecting in August. Oh, buddy, that's awesome, man. Very good, amen. The Praise fruits of God. I'll tell you. Listen to his testimony because the fruits of Our Lady of La Leche from really the 1600s present, it's a powerful place. If you haven't been to St. Augustine, to Mission Nombre de Dios, check it out. We just we received a crown from the Vatican from Pope Francis just this past feast day, and big shout-out to Bishop Estevez, who really brought the feast day of Our Lady of La Leche to us and his ministry here in the diocese. It's a powerful place. It's, you know, my whole identity as a priest. I'm a consecrated priest of Our Lady of La Leche. That's beautiful, mm. beautiful news. Praise God. Time and time again, she just continues to come through and, and offer the greatest gift uh, through her intercession, the gift of life. God bless you. You'll be in my prayers. It's wonderful to hear. I think that's a great place to end. I mean, I'm going to cry. You know, we, we've been going here for a little over an hour, and uh, beers are starting to get warm. Um, I do like Carl's comment. Is it true that they couldn't play poker on the Ark because Noah stood on the deck? (laughs) Possible. And big shout out to Brazil. Bon dia, Ana Duarte. I could do this. This is fun. I'm I'm glad we're going to do this. Every every time we record, which is four four or five times a year. We're going to do this. Yeah, this has been a blast. I hope you've enjoyed it, too. We might even be able to find a way to do this remotely as well. Yeah, John, thank you Uh, for your prayers. Um, So, yeah, dude, I think this was super cool. Again, everyone who gave a super chat, we're going to take that money and donate it to something good. We really appreciate that. That was very thoughtful. That was really cool. I didn't even remember that. I didn't even know you could do that. That's kind of crazy. Elizabeth, have you ever seen Mike Schmitz, Alina Ramirez? (laughs) (laughs) Because Alina said you were, like, good looking. She's like, have you ever seen Mike Schmitz? (laughs) I'm no no Mike Schmitz. Uh, all right, so um, all right. I think this was super cool. Really appreciate all the questions. Let's close in prayer because we're live. Yeah, that sounds Give awesome. A good blessing for us all. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, in your mercy, you have joined us all together through the through the web and through the digital continent. Continue to help us evangelize in the world and to spread the beautiful community and message of life and your good news. We thank you for drawing our hearts together, uh, that we may live as one in preparation for living in the kingdom forever with you. And we entrust all of our concerns, all of our families, uh, all of our prayerful intentions through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, who steadfastly contemplated the face of Christ. She is the model of humanity. She is the model of being a Christian. And let us pray together. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. And may Almighty God bless each and every one of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.
That's awesome. Super fun. Yeah.